And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to My Public Life as an American Nerd. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, gang, we are back for another week of shenanigans. We Well, we missed last week, and the reason why is I've been so busy. Um, one of the big things is last week I've, I went back in and started working out. And if anybody knows, they know that you know working out is a, is a big part of my life. So I've been dying. And <laughs> other than dying, um, I've been working on a few things that, you know, I could set the laptop on front of me and, and work on. Uh, one of the big things that I'm excited to announce is that we are publicly announcing that the Jaisalman Dark Myth Company will be holding an official Hall of Fame dinner and ceremony after PCE. February 8th, 2020. And what it is, is we are going to look at the people that really helped us start the company um, back in 1992 to be official. And we are going to honor them with plaques and with a really cool ring that we've designed. And those people will be announced very, very soon. Um, so... Stay, stay tuned for that, but I promise you, I promise you it's going to be filled with cookies, chainsaws, and don't forget the duct tape because, you know, we've got some crazy people that are showing up for this dinner. So for today, we are going to do a little something different. I know that the last couple episodes, I've gone in and I've, I've read the comic book, the X-Men comic book, kind of reviewed it, but, you know, last what was it? Yesterday, in fact, I reached out to everybody for comments, and I just wanted to kind of find out what people thought or what people wanted to ask me. Um, I just wanted to give everybody an in-depth look of, of who I am, plus, you know, give us... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Hello, Dave. <laughs> uh, what just happened? Hello? Hi. Don't think you'll just let anybody ask you these questions. Sit back and let a professional do this. <laughs> it's the Mythmaster, and you mentioned cookies, duct tape, and of course my chainsaw. Why, you also reached out to ask the questions. Nobody asks questions better than me. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, let's get started. Oh. No mercy for you, my boy. Oh, boy. All right. So, who uses more oil, Joey Ryan or Michael Nakazawa? Oh, wow. You're really jumping right in, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh. And you're hitting me with a wrestling question at that. I'm waiting. Um, I'm going to say... I have to say Nakazawa because Joey Ryan, he, 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 number one, he wrestles with baby oil in his gear and he pulls it. Well, both of them do. No, no, I'm staying with, I, I'm, I'm staying with Nakazawa. 
He he's just a slippery sucker. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could go in more, but I, I'm I'm gonna let it be. That was asked by Anthony. We're moving on. What made you want to be a writer? And what made you want to be a publisher? How do you balance work life with being a dad? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, when, and I've said this a long time ago in, in a previous podcast. When I was growing up, I, I didn't really know how to read. And learning how to read led me into reading comic books. And I read everything that I could. I could get my hands on to the point where I had nothing else to read at the time because of, of financial situations. Not that there wasn't content. I just couldn't afford it. Uh, and so because I was craving for something to read, I literally started writing my own content and that started the story, uh, you know, writing stories. And, and the more that I wrote, the more I, I love that craft to the point of, that's me. That's who I am. Above anything, I am a writer and a storyteller. So that's that's the first part. The second part, why did I publish? You know, I've laid in bed asking myself – recently I've asked myself this question um, just simply because I, I, I want to help people. I want to – I want to bring some happiness into this dark world. And I know that sounds really, really crap. No, no, no. <laughs> you stop right there. <laughs> the... So, how do you balance your work life with being a dad? Uh, my kids really help me i think in in that realm because when they know that i'm working on something they they don't come and and uh need something they're not really that needy um but you know if they do i i legitimately i everybody that knows me knows uh, you're just gonna have to wait let me take care of my kids and you know get back to it and and so far it's balanced pretty well by itself it's it's not really a, a conscious effort it's just something that works because they know, you know, how important working on the business is and if their needs and their level of their needs, you know, and if it's severe enough, then I'll stop and, and take care of what they need to be taken care of. Good answer. That one was asked by Stephanie. I'm assuming body because it smells awfully Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, that's a good question. Your answer brought me another question. As a child, what was the one go-to comic that you went to? Who who was it like you had to read the new issue as soon as it came out? Oh, X-Men. X-Men. I, I'm still a huge X-Men fan. Um, Do you have favorite X-Men? My absolute favorite X-Men is Cyclops. <laughs> or as we like to call him, Scat. Scott Scott Slim Summers, yes sir. Scott. I I became an X-Men fan in 1987. Nice. Let's move on. Okay. How how is your workout reboot going and why do you think it is important for both you and your kids that you're doing this? Uh well, I'm very sore at the moment, but that's to be expected. Um I, I feel like I should say that the reason I stopped working out 
was because of the time that was needed to prepare everything for PCE. Um, I couldn't make the plans and make the contracts and talk to the celebrities and talk to the agents and then go work three hours, you know, in the gym, then come home and be with the kids. I just can't, you know, and then write the story, work on the world of myth. It would just, it didn't, it wasn't copacetic. So I, I stopped working out. And, and now that we have general managers that are coming into place here very soon, it opens up time for me. Uh, and so I've decided last week I, I started going back to the gym and the reason why I started working out in the first place was I used to be very unhealthy. I used to to drink a lot of soda. I used to drink monsters. I used to smoke cigarettes. Um, I weighed at my oh, highest. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> at the highest, I weighed 380 pounds, uh, and that was after Lacey died, my wife. And... Um, Christmas Eve 2015, Zoe, my middle daughter, she told me that I could tell Santa, Cla Santa Claus – sorry, it, 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 it brings back memories. Um, oh, should I feel pity for you? <laughs> no, no, I won't. Um, she told me to tell Santa Claus that it would be okay to skip her house for Christmas if I stopped smoking. <laughs> then you shouldn't be on fire perhaps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit smoking that was the very last time I had a cigarette and the realization that I am their last parent there is nobody else but me right now Ooh, I take care of them for you <laughs> <laughs> let's move on All right. this would look this one looks like it's going to probably um, strike you. Are you looking forward to the rise of Skywalker? <sighs> I am. Oh, my gosh. I hope it doesn't suck as bad as The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about it. Uh, by the way, those two questions were asked by Melissa. Sorry, I forgot to mention I had too much fun doing it. Oh, no worries. Great, great questions. Thank you, though. I am also hoping that the rise of Skywalker doesn't suck but um i am setting the bar exceedingly low yes yes kind of like i do when i talk to you <laughs> <laughs> oh oh ouch ouch Mythmaster. after all um, these years <laughs> you expect anything less not really no of all the X-Men comic book storylines, uh -huh. which one would you like to see adapted to the big screen? Oh, I would like for them to do the original X-Men number one, 1963, where the original X-Men without Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Iceman uh, are introduced and they have to save... Uh, Cape Canaveral from Magneto. I would legitimately like to see that. Uh, less of the, let's see how many X-Men we can throw into a movie and more storyline content. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think Hollywood's had a little bit too much fun with Endgame. That one was asked by Mike. Uh, let's see. What is it like living with your type of body dysmorphia? Oh, wow. Um... Wow, I, 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 
Um, These are the questions. I, I, you know, hey, you either <laughs> get him or don't. I, I do have body dysmorphia. Um, the type of body dysmorphia I have is no matter how in shape I am, I, I look at myself in the mirror and I see the 400 pound fat guy. Um, I'm going to take a cookie now. <laughs> Thank you. Cookie. You made it for me, right? This is true. Cookie. Um. So, go ahead. No, I was going to say is is uh, I just try not to think about it. I I try to ignore what I see and respond to. Like when I was working out heavily, I, I post pictures of myself and I respond on people's reactions instead of looking at the mirror myself and making the judgment that way. So that's that's how okay. I cope with it. Kind of like the reverse effects of being a narcissist, except, uh, you know, it's negative. Exactly. Wow. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looks like we've got a that one was from Ken. Um, another Star Wars question. This one uh, is asking the new Star Wars movie. Okay. How how will it end? That's a pretty open question. <laughs> that is. Um, how, let's go with how would you like it to end? Perhaps what would what would perhaps satisfy you as a fan? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, it's my favorite character is gone, so. It's it's kind of hard, you know, because they they killed off Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, who was my favorite character in in all of them. Um, I don't know. I think he's transitioning into more of the Obi Wan character at this point. I I don't think we will miss him because I I feel they're going to bring him back as a Force ghost. That's my opinion. Oh yeah, I I see that. I do. Um, I would I would be really really happy i know this is gonna sound weird but i i would be happy if the emperor because we all know the emperor's coming back in this movie if the emperor won i i would be really i would be like yeah i'd go see it again <laughs> it would be something people didn't expect exactly <laughs> it would give him an old another reason to perhaps start a new chapter one that ends the skywalker saga but begins yet another like with New Hope, it it started because they were all trying to fight against this evil empire. But if you've watched the Return of the Jedi, all you know they've killed the Emperor, yeah, happy us, woohoo! But then there's like peace in the galaxy. What do you do then? Yeah, so. yeah, I, I'd like that. I really would. I know that sounds weird, what, but yeah. What I don't want to see, um, I think a lot of people want to see Kylo Ren get redeemed, but I don't. They really haven't hinted at that, and I don't think I want that to happen. Um, I have a feeling he does have ulterior motives, and I have a feeling he's going to, let's say, quote unquote, turn. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I would rather just, I, I did be cool if Ray turned and he went, he went to the good side. It'd be great. That would, that would be. Yeah. Just like all of a sudden, she just like cuts him down and, and becomes the, becomes the main Sith. Sith. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, that question was from Larry. Good, good conversation starter, Larry. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Outside of not being able to speak to your employees face to face, i.e., me, on a <laughs> daily basis or even a weekly basis, yes, you don't call that often anymore. 
What's the biggest challenge you face as the owner of your own company? Oh, dang, that's Aside really... Aside from putting up with shenanigans from Body and Lutz and Adams and all those <laughs> others. Especially Body. Uh, I think my biggest obstacle is me having to realize that I'm only one person and I need to not take, take on so much. Uh, best case example was everything that was going on in like the summer months. We had the anniversary issue of the world of myth going on. We had the open contract challenge going on. We had the initial negotiations of PCE going on the talks of the uh, hall of fame going on. Plus I was writing my novel plus taking care of the kids plus starting the, the, uh, the JPWI wrestling. And it was just, I mean, it was too much. It was too much for one person, and it's my fault. That's you know, I have an idea, and I don't have that. Well, let's just put this on a back burner. No, my it's like I have an idea, full speed ahead. I'll, I'll make it work, and that's that's. Well, I think that comes from the part of you that's a writer, because anyone who's created, um, especially at three o'clock in the morning. If, if you have an idea that possesses your mind and your heart and, you, and it will not let you rest, um, you know that if you don't write it down and if you ignore it and you go to sleep, it may be gone forever. Yes. So you're a, you're a in-the-moment person, and these things you're passionate and excited about. So I, I can understand the allure of being like, ooh, all these irons in my fire. Oh, nice and shiny they are. Yes. But remember they're hot on one end. <laughs> so that one was from Mario. Mario asked that question. Hey, Mario. Thanks for the question. This one's going to sting a bit. Okay, I'm ready. Do you feel that your wife's death has played a role in shaping the person that you are today? If yes, then then how so? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. It's it's no it's no secret that Lacey was my supporter. You know, she held the home down. She took care of the kids. I made the living, but she also allowed me to go out and do whatever I wanted. If I wanted to make, you know, an online magazine, she told me go do it. If I wanted to start a network, go do it. If I wanted to go make a movie, go do it. And it was just if you wanted to hire a homicidal maniac to work you, yes, yes, go do it. Yeah, I think that was her idea too. Um, you know, it was it was just something that was I took for granted. And now as a single parent, I can't just go do whatever I want. I I, psh, I can't go to the movies. Whenever I want, it's not that easy. I can't go to the store whenever I want, you know, because there's, there's things in life, especially when you have two little girls and you're an adult male and you're out in the town and they've got to go to the bathroom. Oh, yes. Comic the drama. <laughs> and it, it has, it has changed because everything I do, I, I don't want to sound like I was selfish but it's going to come across sounding selfish when Lacey was alive i was i had the luxury of 
worrying and thinking about what I wanted to do solely on what, you know, if it made me happy or not, because I had her support. Now I cannot do that. Everything that I do, whether it be creative or professional or, you know, anything, um, I have to think about the kids first. Mm, that was asked by Jody. I'm assuming it was Perkins, yes? Yes, Jody Perkins. Thank <laughs> you. That was a great question. Hello, Jody. Haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> Let's move on. Why do you dislike Tony Danza so much? And why do you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you secretly envy his success? That's the second part of the question. <laughs> uh, do, do you get the joke behind that, Mythmaster? Probably not. I have a second podcast that I do that's called Who's the Boss? And <laughs> the, I do know of that podcast. And the number one question that I get asked is, oh, is it about Tony Danza and Who's the Boss? And jokingly, I'm like, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not into that bum. You know, it, it's, it's who's the boss? It's, it's a business podcast. So that's the joke in it. I, I, uh, I don't have anything against Tony Danza. Uh, I actually, I, I, I admit, I watched it. I watched a lot of episodes. I just, you know, I'm older. I'm growing up, and uh, that doesn't interest me now. That question was asked by Chad. Congratulations, I, I, Chad. Chad, I, I figured that's another Canadian. Yes, those snarky Canadians. Hmm. <laughs> what TV show has the best mythology slash fairy tales? I think the answer is Grimm. Not me personally. That's the person asking the question. Hmm. I am not a huge TV watcher. Um, but mythology wise, I was a, when I was watching TV, I watched Sleepy Hollow, uh, on mm -hmm. Fox and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the interpretation in, in that series for a long time. Um, so I'm going to have to go with that Sleepy Hollow. Good. I would have to say that um, one of my shows that I got into was Lucifer. Very interesting on that one. Um, another one that's sci-fi related on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there, but it's called Altered Carbon. It's very, very good. Um, that particular question was asked by Molly. I think that's Molly Hamilton. Am I right? I believe that was Molly. Hello, Molly. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I realize from the open challenge contest that you also have a publishing company of sorts. If I was wanting to a contract to publish a book from your company, what are the costs to me for a standard contract to publish my book? Uh, so I think what he's saying is, can he buy his way? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we are not a vanity press. Uh, a lot of people may think that because of, of how small we are, but we are a micro publisher. We are not Vanity Press. Every book that is published through Dark Myth comes out of my pocket. So if I, you can't come to me and say, publish my book. It doesn't work that way. I legitimately have to accept your book. 
And oh, they can come and ask, but you can pretty much just go, nope. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have to, I have to believe in you. I mean, it, it's, I know that sounds, that may sound harsh, but um, I don't just give a contract out to somebody, you know, just because I think that I can make money off of it. I mean, there's, there's been plenty, and you've been around for a long time, Mythmaster. You've been since <laughs> the very first product has come out. You know how many times I've lost money publishing somebody's book regardless if i believed him you know that's that's why i believed in him but it's it's not about making money it's it's about what i believe and and trying to promote that individual and i i think you know that kind of comes from terry terry DeShear, you know and the whole idea of of creating the world of myth magazine is to to publish and promote people who have that raw talent and and develop them into great authors and again you've been along the, the the ride you've seen that happen so many many times that's why i pick them that, that <laughs> they look very very fun to torture yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um for chris obviously he can't pay you right but what would you say what, what's the advice aside from perhaps honing his craft on your website writing there um there's the open contract challenge, which now you've done the second year in a row. You know, we have our first winner who was Stephanie Patty. Then actually that one. was Melissa, Melissa. No, uh, that was, that was the first one. The first one was Stephanie. The second one. No. Or you think, or did you just publish Stephanie? I out just, of the blue? Um, yeah. Well, not out of the blue, but you know, reasons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stephanie has a really fun story. I didn't know Stephanie until Mike Lutz introduced me to her, and he asked me if I would read a manuscript. And at that time, we were just starting the world of myth back up again, and I was really craving, you know, content material. So I, I read it, and I read her entire book, and it took me like less than a week to read over seventy thousand words, and I loved her book. And that so was let, go, let me back up a bit so I can I can apologize for what I said. But um, okay, no worries. Stephanie was the first artist that your company stepped in and said, "Let's publish this book um, and have faith in it." More recently, um, absolutely. That kind of that's probably what's in my mind. Yes. And then you did. I think from that is what was a catalyst for moving forward with the open contract challenge. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, because that way you're like open to more talent. But um, then we've got this lovely girl, Melissa Elms. She's a very, very educated young lady. Let me tell you something. She will, she will tell you all the lovely inner workings of medieval history. I suggest you listen to the podcast I had with her um, on the MythMaster Unleashed because, boy, howdy, she she knew her stuff. Um, but yes, um, that is probably what I meant. As far as like, I think Stephanie was like one of the first people that kind of gave you that little nugget of inspiration to continue to look for, um, oh, well, I found one author who's got a really good book that I believe in. Why not have a contest yes. where I can invite more talent? And it could be one of those situations where, you know, even if you don't win, you're still a winner because you have that manuscript and you're like, hey. How would you like to you know, continue to write that, but maybe hone it on the world of myth and then maybe see it perhaps later on down the road in an anthology or something like that? Exactly. And and that and, you know, 
You can always – well, number one, let me go back to Open Contract Challenge. That was so much fun. That was really fun to do. Um, but answering Chris's question, you know, you can always send me a manuscript, but you would have to do it. You know, you'd have to send in the pitch. You have to do it just like you would send it to like Penguin or, or Publishing House, whoever. You have to do it the same way. You have to pitch it. You have to have the synopsis and, the, you know, you got to get me to read it. It's, it's not going to just, oh, okay, I'm going to sit down and read it. It, it. If I read it, I like it. I will send you a contract. We will publish it. You pay no money. It's that simple. That's how it and works. Also for Chris, um, if you've reached out to other publishing companies, and I don't know that you have, but if you do, rejection is a normal part of writing. Keep that in mind. Um, it's not that they don't like you. It's just that that story doesn't work out for them. Or if somebody submits a work to you, David, and you're like, ooh, let me think on this, or ooh, let me look this over, that's not an automatic rejection. No, so not at all. Don't, don't get angry if it's not a yes or no right away, um, because you could potentially be taking yourself out of the circle uh, of possibility, um, especially if you're with the world of myth and you get angry and you take yourself out. And then now you've lost all these resources and your opportunity to publish and all kinds of good shenanigans. And that and and though we won't make it public, but the inner workings knows that you're someone who, you, you know, and I know I, I, I don't I know what you're saying and I agree with you totally. But um yeah, you know what? In fact, let's just move on from that one. <laughs> moving on. Um, moving on. I got to Dave's sweet spot. Yes, I disturbed you. <laughs> How is your pop culture expo planning coming along? Uh, I I have lost so much hair from that thing. I really have. <laughs> um, it's going good. Uh, it, it's going better than I, I ever expected. Um, we have so many celebrities, we have so many people coming, we have so many guests, uh, at this point right now, I'm going to head out. I've been trying to find vendors to fill the spot for, uh, you know, we have 70 spots for 70 vendors. And, uh, once I better be seizing cookies there, I want chocolate chip. You hear me? <laughs> chocolate chip cookie vendor and a duct tape vendor and a chainsaw vendor. Yes. You know, that could probably be doable. <laughs> you bet it could. Yeah. I have connections, too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's going pretty good. Um, you know, sometimes I get frustrated with myself because I – again, we, we kind of mentioned this earlier. You know, I, I just – I jump in. I put everything I have into everything that I do. I don't do things half-ass. It's just not my nature. And um, when things don't go my way – I blame myself and, you know, I get very frustrated with myself and, and try to push myself harder and to do better. But, you know, there's just times where it can't be done. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You, you know, people, especially certain celebrities, you know, they, they're actors, they're paid to pretend so they can step in front of a camera and make you believe uh, they're feeling something that they're not. So don't be surprised if, you you meet a celebrity and you think oh they they play these great sweet roles but they're the biggest you know what's ever they're self entitled. I've and, heard that about some celebrities. I've heard some are like 
super nice and super calm. And then I've heard other ones. You're just like, what? <laughs> is that who I hang ah. Yes. Yes. And so that's been my, my biggest obstacle is, um, and I, I'm not bragging in no way whatsoever. Uh, and, and you know, this too, Mythmaster is that I've, I've played around in Hollywood. I've had my run in Hollywood. So celebrities don't have that effect on me. Okay. You, you can pretend and you make money and that's what you do for a living. I, I respect that. And, and when I was making movies, I needed that, but. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean – really, doesn't mean anything to me. So come down off that high horse. Right. <laughs> that one was asked by Helen. Good job, Helen. Thank you, Helen. <laughs> this one looks like it's going to touch a little bit of a nerve perhaps. Um, the next question says, why is not swearing a big deal? Have you become an uber Christian? Hmm. I can't see the smoke. <laughs> uh I am a Christian. I I will never deny that that I'm a Christian. I have a very strong faith and that is a lot of it. A lot of it has to do with I'm just not the person I used to be. Um change is good, you know, especially when it's underwear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for gosh, for a long time I actually said that I was atheist. And the I church of ducky woo woo. <laughs> That's a whole nother can of worms, <laughs> sir. I'm, I'm making references. Some people may not get, but you and I get it. Dave. Yes. Uh, the church of ducky woo woo can be found on the world of myth website under Dave Montoya's creative works. Look at that. The church of ducky woo woo. It's awesome. It's amazing. It'll change your life. <laughs> yeah. I've got planes for that actually. Um, so, Go ahead. Back to Bill's question. Back to Bill's question. Okay. Um, in, in adding to that, um, with the show that I do, um, I, I like to keep it more refined. Um, I don't think cursing has as much power as people really think it does. Um, it can be necessary in a conversation, but it can also muddle a conversation. Uh, one of the reasons that I myself try to stay away from it when I talk to my guests is that I have younger listeners. Yes. Uh, the whole world of myth website is for those 13 and under, but mostly for me, it's, it's, I have a certain amount of class. Yes, I do, Stephanie. And I also, again, have a younger listeners like your daughter, one of my number one fans. When I found out that I had younger listeners, I was like, I really have to, uh, keep, be vigilant in that providing good entertainment. Uh, and quality entertainment, but also clean entertainment. Um, several people have done it. We've got Mr. Rogers, you've got Steve Irwin, you've got Bob Ross, all quality individuals, all providing good entertainment. And I cannot remember the last time I heard any of those three curse. It's just not needed. I mean, it, it, yeah. And it, again, like my son, Jay, um, he just he doesn't like profanity. I mean, you know, of course he he's he's human like all of us, you know. And and this has actually been thrown in my face recently, is um, you know he he got upset about something. He was really upset on Twitter, and he actually used the f word on Twitter. And and people are like, you know, oh my god, you know, they made a big deal about it because he he swore. And I'm like, 
just because he doesn't like profanity doesn't mean that he's not a human being and that you know he can be pushed to that that limit anybody can be pushed to that limit to where if you're even Correct. if you don't swear you will swear if you're you're upset enough and that's what happened Correct. with him and and that doesn't automatically make you a non-christian exactly I think I think I think God uh, obviously knows that you know if if we get angry enough we're going to lose our bananas and say something bad. Yes, <laughs> and that's just being part of human. That's that's all it is. So yeah, that's that's why I don't really I don't. I mean, when I was in when I was doing Seeing Red, um, and that was many 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 moons ago. Um, yes, I was spiritually, you know, belief wise, uh, faith wise, I was in a different area. Um, and I did, I cussed a lot. And, and, and though, yes, I will say, yes, those episodes were really funny. Those are episodes that I don't go back on is just because I, when I hear myself, especially like using the Lord's name in vain, I, I, Oh, I just don't, I don't, I cringe, you know, it's just, it's not who I am anymore. Good. Bill, again, that was a good question. Who asked that? Bill. Oh, Bill. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Here's a good one. You ready for this? These have all been good. Yeah. Why are you still single, Dave? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, That's complicated. Uh, How about I say I'm a loser and we move on? Fair enough. Justin, I'm sorry. Dave did not want to answer your question. Goodbye. Um, Moving on. How did that one slip by me? Number, what is the best thing that has happened to you this year? That's easy. Seeing my son walk... And get his diploma this year. Um, I that my, would be a very proud moment for you. It was. When, if anybody, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you should probably already know that Jay is autistic. And when he was six months old, a neurologist from Loma Linda University, the world-renowned Loma Linda University, told me and his mother that he would never walk, he would never talk, he would pretty much be a vegetable for his entire life. You know, because that was when autism was really starting to spike in the early part of 2000, and, and people didn't really understand what it was going to do uh, effect-wise. So, you jump to him graduating at 17, and he started school late. He started school at 6. Because he didn't start speaking until five. And then he still graduated at 17, which means he skipped two grades. He skipped seventh grade and he skipped ninth grade. And then they say, okay, well, he's not going to be able to handle having 5,000 people you know, cheering and fireworks. And, and there's no way that he's going to be able to, to walk and get his diploma. I have video, you know, they called his name and sometimes, you know, I know that this culture is like, they want to, they want to sugarcoat and, and, and give everybody hugs. But sometimes you just got to man up regardless of your disability or your situation. You just got to man up and deal with it. And that's what my son did. 
He sucked it all in in front of 5,000 people and made that walk, got his diploma, and now he's a high school graduate. So that's, that's, that's the greatest thing that's happened to me so far this year. That was from Boreana. Now, these questions are all me. <laughs> okay. These next set. I came up with them. They're, they're not as hard as you think, but they may be harder. You know, I, it's me. So the first question, what are you looking forward to the most at PCE? Hmm. I, I would have to say the people. You know, I, I'm really excited to see it full. Because mm-hmm. the whole Good idea... Turn. Yes. Yeah. Well, the whole idea is is that I wanted it was it was all originally planned around the Hall of Fame, and that's what I wanted. You know, and, and in order to to financially pay for the Hall of Fame, I had to come up with a, an endeavor before that. And um, the gentleman that you hang up up on your wall, uh, Kevin Kevin Adams, he uh, he <laughs> he he suggested you know doing a, a con that you know a con was kind of a fun thing to do, and that's that's what it turned up and. And, um, you know, Rob Bellamy, which is a, a friend of both of ours, um, you know, he, he does the CKX up in Canada and he kind of gave me the lowdown, the realistic of what to expect the day of. And I realized that I'm not going to be able to enjoy any of this because nope. I'm, I'm the orchestrator. So yep. my goal is, is that the people come in and even though it's only 20 bucks, they're like, this was worth 20 bucks. I hope we do it again yeah. next year. And that's, yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. Excellent wording. Good choice. Good answer. I also want to see the people, the juicy ones, the dead ones. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, yes, probably not that way. Um, at PCE, what writer or writers, uh, or even stars are you looking forward to actually meeting? Like, who do you want to see? I know you've talked to the stars, maybe even met some of them, but I know most of your writers you've never met. Name a couple off that you would really like to just maybe shake their hand and say, hey, I know you. Um, to be completely honest with you, I, I'm more excited about meeting the people from the world of myth than the celebrities that we have. And it's not, <laughs> ju- it's not saying anything down to the celebrities. Um, again, because... I, I will go and say hi to the celebrities. I will, you know, greet them, but they are there for a job. And, mm-hmm. um, but for the world of myth, it's personal. You know, I, I really, I can't wait to meet everybody that shows up from the world of myth. And I, I know that there's supposed to be a big turnout uh, for the world of myth, you know, so that's, that to me is, is more exciting on a personal level than meeting a celebrity. Um, you know, of course there's, there's going to be, do we are are you confirmed? Did we confirm you yet, sir? No. Oh. You haven't. Well damn. <laughs> That's your problem. But, but I'm uh, sure that you could find a way to convince me. <laughs> but you know, after uh, all these years, the, the idea of finally meeting you face to face is is something that is is more important to me than than meeting a celebrity. <laughs> Most people don't even want to be over the phone or over the computer Skype to interview with me. They they're all like intimidated by me, and you're like, "Oh, I want to meet you in person, <laughs> you, 
you realize what I do for a living, right? <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> At the PCE, um, and in general, are you going to be um, starting to promote more of the world of myth and your other, um, I'll call them subsidiary ventures. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ventures. Ventures. <clears throat> Um, that are a part of it, like the Jason and then on the dark myth. And well, the idea is, and that's the reason why I made it the, the Jason dark myth company. I brought it all together because I want it to, to be one whole idea. Um, you know, and that is storytelling through different mediums, whether it be like here on uh, as a podcast, you know, essentially we are telling a story and, um, or, you know, in writing. So I, I do see, in fact, I, I'm waiting for uh, the gentleman that does our ad work because he's, he's supposed to do an ad for PCE. Plus, there's going to be a plug for the World of Myth, specifically for the Jason Modcast Network. So, yeah, that, that is going to happen. I just have to wait for him to finish. So that brings me to my next question. Um. How do you generate the money for a PCE um, or other things like the open contract gift cards, the rings that you're buying? Where is all that revenue generated from? Is it different places, one place? Where does all that come from? Mm, I I do like independent jobs. Um, anything that I make off of like the comic books that I've written, um, any type of anything that I make, deals that I've make with people, you know, because I, I do, I'm a graphic artist as well. And I just turn around and put it right back into the company. Um, so most of what everybody sees, not only on the world of myth, but anything that your hand touches is, in essence, a personal and emotional investment. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I was supposed to – we were supposed to have a, a – a, um, I almost said his name. <laughs> we were supposed to have an advertiser and, um, you know, and it, it may even lead, lead into something like, you know, having a lawyer look at the contract because we had a contract. And because he got screwed on other podcasts, which had nothing to do with us, by the way. we It was none of our, our networks or anybody involved in our network. Um, he, he, he was paying this money for advertising to all these different podcasts and they're like, Oh, such and such buy such and such and go to his website, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. And you know, they had like their mom or somebody listening to them and that was pretty much it. They didn't have a reach. And now I'm not saying that our, our podcasts have a wide reach, but we do have a reach outside of of people. We have listeners, we have fans, you know, not only within the realm of the podcast, but of course with the magazine too. So we could have, um, we could have used that. We really could have. And, um, in fact, he was the one that was supposed to pay for the open contract challenge uh, awards. So, um, Mm, lefty hanging. Yeah, totally. Um, when, Something like that occurs. It, it, and I can see it affects you on a personal level. This, this is like a knife right in your heart because, again, the whole thing is your baby, and and you're sitting there spending, let's just use the word, hours mm-hmm. of investment, 
and pouring everything you can in to make a deal happen. When that deal goes sour, um, what's the recovery process on that? What, what do you go through? Uh, I immediately think of, of the others. I mean, you know, because everything is involved with other people, you know, and I, I really don't think highly of myself. And I know that sounds weird. Um, but I don't. So me being disappointed really doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really affect me emotionally. Um, but it, it's the idea of disappointing others is, is really what gets me more. And, um, I immediately try to have a contingency plan that will back up, uh, you know, something that doesn't happen. Uh, unfortunately, my contingency plan for like, uh, for the open contract challenge, <laughs> was literally to come out of my own pocket and um you know it, it came out of my own pocket so it is what looking, it is looking at the level of talent that came your way as a result of the open contracts challenge um me personally from what i've watched on your website and being involved with the world of myth as i am i personally feel that that was a worthwhile investment because i think there was a gentleman who was like even though he didn't win he felt emboldened by the process. He he was strengthened, and he is now more excited to continue to write, not only for the world of myth, but as an author in general. So regardless of the whether they want to lose, that person still now has that motivation and being built up uh, as a result of their own talent. So money well invested. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that. Um, when you, all you need is just a little, you just have a little faith in yourself and you can do amazing things. And mm -hmm, I, I think mm -hmm. that realizing when you, when you place in a, a contest that, that kind of like legitimizes your talent, that you are a talented writer. And I think that's what happened there. Yes. Um, uh, this is kind of like my last question, and it may lead into more. You never know because I'm, in, you know, I'm insane. <laughs> but um, I see that we already have an advertiser on the world of myth. Mm -hmm. And is there a plan to perhaps uh, entice some more advertisers to that site? The the idea that I have right now for the gentleman that is advertising for us on the world of myth is I gave him two months and I said, let him just see what happens to see what happens, you know, to prove that we have that reach that we're just not some, somebody that's trying to reach money and that's it, you know, uh, with no return because that's not how business works. So hopefully after that, after he, he gets his orders, I'm hoping that people do go to the orders and, and uh, you know, because I want it to happen organically that he will pick up for the rest of the year. And once we have that type of advertising under our belt, then we can legitimize what we're asking for as far as advertising prices and bring more people in. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good one. Let me think. I don't think I have any more questions, but since we're already there, You're would fine. you like to mention 
that particular lovely beef jerky that is advertised on the world of myth give him a free shout out um yeah it's uh carlton's grand jerky and he uh, we've actually had it we've uh the family's had it and it's really well it's just it's good and you can go to www.grandjerkysd because it comes out of south dakota.com and order you up a pack that would that would be great um you know just to show again number one it's really good and i'm trying to get him to to change his well not change but add in like a a non-sugar based sweetener so he could have actually like a keto version Ooh, of it very nice for those little health cautious yes nothing like charred flavored meat to make your day absolutely <laughs> well with that i suppose i could let you off the hook and back to your show i've had enough of your shenanigans <laughs> uh, neither your you shenanigans or my shenanigans one of the two <laughs> And if you've enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to listen to my regular podcast. It's the Myth Master Unleashed that can only be found on theworldofmyth.com. I challenge you to listen to it. And Dave, don't you forget, I'm always watching. I'm always listening. (laughs) (laughs) You made this. Thank you for coming in. And and, uh, yeah, I think it would have been boring without you, to be honest with you. Uh, Yeah. Have you ever heard the Myth Bits? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're too much. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you so much for coming in and asking the questions. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. So, for my public life as an American nerd, I am your host, David K. Montoya. And as always, I bid you adieu.